Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about mediocre software developers. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, does a mediocre software engineer slow down a good software engineer in a team as the better engineer may have to rewrite po portions of the code written by the mediocre software engineer? I don't really see much of, uh, surely, uh, I mean, it's the same thing as I sort of asking, is a slow runner uh, going to make the race take longer than a fast runner, for example? And, I mean, that's, not, that's in my opinion, not a question, of course. Uh, but it's not that often that I see the mediocre and like the good software developers having to. Like, it, it it really depends on the format, right? So there are two scenarios usually that I see. One scenario is that you are working side by side, like you have a very good software engineer working with a mediocre one, or like someone who's not so good. Now, when they are both working at the same time, at the same time. What usually happens is that the the good software development player, the one that is doing really well, is usually only reviewing the code of the mediocre one. So the, the that software engineer, the mediocre one, or the, the one that's not so good, is not going to slow down the good one because they are working usually independently. It depends a little bit, but that's the norm, right? So the worst thing that can happen is usually that the good software developer has to do code reviews. And this is something that I've seen many, many times where you have software engineers who don't actually know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I've actually, it's been so bad in some scenarios, it's only happened once or twice for me, where we're talking about a person who can't actually get something through a code review. And that's not because I or my coworkers have been trying to be extra strict with them. We're talking about basic concepts. The code is actually not working. And so what they will do is sort of tread water, if that makes sense. They will just slow down a specific story. That's number one. Uh, the other scenario, which is where this becomes true, is when you have a you you have different timelines or like you have they, they are working at different times so an example would be uh, because if, if you have a good software developer working with a mediocre one which is sort of like the relationship between let's say for the sake of argument to say a senior and a junior working together so if you have a really good senior and say someone is junior uh, even if they're not so good the end result it might take longer for the code to get there but as long as the senior is there it's usually fine but if you on the other hand don't have have the senior and you have someone who's not so good and you produce a lot of code and then that code needs to change this is what we basically call legacy code uh, then of course that's going to count as a slowdown of the work but I also want to say something that's not a lot of people might think uh, about which is the case that even if you had a genius software developer and the scope of what you're supposed to be doing changes it's sort of like if, let's say that you were I don't know you were making you you decided to buy ingredients for an apple pie but then when you bought all the stuff and you're halfway through making the pie someone decides that no actually we want i don't know pineapple pie or something like that all right shit now you're sort of stuck stuck right until you can fix that thing it's the same thing with code so if someone asks you to build an application that should work in a certain way and then they change their mind even if you were like i'm not it depends on how you define it because even uh, 
I am one of those people who say that if you are truly good at what you do, uh, the cost of change should very rarely be high, even if there's extreme changes in product scope and so forth. But on average, you would have to redo a lot of work because now the code has changed or like the requirements have changed in such an unforeseeable way that it's practically impossible for you to uh, to do anything else. And that's why I tell people to be very careful with their abstractions and being doing work before the time is right. The way that I try to create my own personal philosophy around software development is sort of I don't know what to call it, but the, the basic idea is to always have a state which is very similar. I, I try to model the mindset uh, in the same way as I model how I look at, say, resources in nature and stuff like that. The ideal state, usually, is for you to have the barest minimum impact uh, on the resources that you have so that whatever you would like to do you're able to do based on the resources that you have and so you have just enough infrastructure to take the next step when that is necessary but you never have more than you absolutely need so an example would be rather than having an entire i don't know that an entire industry around uh, timber well you have a sawmill and you have your wood that is, you know, th th that's the ideal state because that basically means that regardless of what you want to build, you can do so, but you have made no assumptions about what you actually need to deliver on that. And that mindset, it's the same thing with water or something like that. Rather than creating an industry around bottled water, you should have clean water if, and access to it so that whatever you need that water for is sort of like having a well versus having that entire industry around it. There are pros and our cons here, of course, but what I'm saying is that if you just need a bottle of water, if you just need some accessible water for a use case that is outside of like a bottling plant or something like that then the plant is really just in the way like that industry is just it's just extra stuff that you're forced to carry around but at the same time if that is what's necessary that's the right move so it, it's a difficult I, I'm not sure if I'm making a lot of sense here but that is the way that I try to structure things and so it, the mediocre programming can absolutely have an effect here but as I said, it's very difficult to say if it, it, because it, it legacy code is always legacy code, guys. And I want you to understand something. I have I work with people who are really really good, and I have worked with other people that are really really good at their job. And the reality that I as I see it is that on average, a mediocre program will always do everything worse. Absolutely. The, that's that's not a discussion, but at the same time we have to remember that the really good ones they have a tendency to sometimes be a little bit lazy, or not really you know they have off days as well. I mean just the other day uh, I made a similar sort of thing where I had this idea of how to do something and my coworkers were sort of like yeah maybe we shouldn't do it this way or that way, etc. etc. because this makes more sense to me. And then I was saying that, yeah, okay, uh, but I think that we should be doing things in that way. And uh, unfortunately, in this situation, which I'm very aware of, very aware of, I am, the, I was the tech lead at that in this situation, which means that whatever I say goes, even if I don't want, even if I say that, well, okay, uh, we should, you know, sort of vote on it. And unfortunately, that's the way most people work. If I say that, all right 
put, you know, let's just vote on it or like let's have an opinion and open discussion about it. It's very difficult for me to say that because as, so as long as they have me in the room, it's very easy to just say, okay, I'll just go with what Frederick says because he's the tech lead or so forth and so forth. And even though I don't want that to happen, that is what happened. And luckily for me, I've done this dance a few times now, as I said, I knew how to set up the solution so that, as I said, I don't go too far with it, because I know that if I have, if I am wrong, I want to be able to just revert back or like go back to, like change my mind and do the other thing that I was doing, wanted the, the other thing that we were talking about. A few weeks down the line, I get a new insight, uh, and it turns out that the work that I had done was actually not that great. And my coworkers, who were sort of sitting on the other side of the fence, they were completely right. And so I told them, guys, you are you were right. Uh, we should do this and th this thing instead that you were suggesting. I realize now that this was a mistake. And then, due to the fact that I have that, I have the experience to understand how, how to create a sheep proof of concept, or like you know, when I as I said, I don't really know how things are going to turn out we could basically make the change in, I don't think it took me more than an hour or something like that to make the change. So I didn't really, I mean, sure, I delayed us by an hour or something like that, if you think about it that way, but it the cost was very minor. So what I want you to take away from this is that, yes, you can absolutely say that a mediocre software developer can slow down people. But then again, a really good one can do that as well, because that is the cost of legacy. So, and legacy can happen many times. An example is, I mean, my story, you might have an idea that at the moment you really think is like the right way to go. And even if you have a track record of being like, and I'm not saying that I have a track record of that, I'm saying that just in general, if you have a track record of doing really good and having really great decisions, that doesn't mean that the next one has to be necessarily the best thing in ever, right? You're always a human and you're always going to be like able to make mistakes. And so that's why I will give you that little side tangent there to think about terms in, as I said, build uh, you know, uh, water cleaning systems or like lumber mills and stuff like that. Don't build an entire industry around something you don't really know if you need because it's cheaper for you to start from a clean slate which has just enough for you to take the next step than it is to undo like tons and tons and tons of extra abstractions and uh, code and so forth that is on top of the thing that you want to go. It's sort of like going too far is more costly than going not going too far, if that makes sense, usually. And due to the fact that I did that, I could repay that thing. And that is on me, right? Even though it could have been on somebody else, uh, in this case it was on me. And the same thing is true for you guys. If you work with a mediocre software developer and they get to do a lot of coding and you don't pay attention to that and you don't have like an open dialogue on how to fix things and so forth and so forth, yeah, you might find yourself in the same situation. But you could also find yourself in the situation yourself. You could cre create a solution based on a set of requirements today that's changed later and then you have to undo the work. So you, there you blocked yourself again. But if we are going to be completely fair, Yes, a mediocre software developer will be, will be slower, like usually cause more issues for than someone who is good. But at the same time, when they're working at the same in the same team at the same moments, like at the same t period in time, it's rare that one is blocking the other. It's more that they're quote unquote wasting their time with more code reviews, or that it takes longer for them to ship something useful. And that's at least what I've seen. Have a great day.